Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown is doing the chop, baby. Oh, no. What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason episode five with Cody Nesper. Follow me on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WB, Twitter, tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? Facebook page for Unreasonable Doubt. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Unreasonable Doubt merchandise is available on an online store. A link to that store is in the show notes of this episode. Click the notes. Click the link. Check the page. Buy it. Do it. Finishing up player profiles. I have one secret player profile and the final official player profile. Go to the WVU roster for the 2019-2020 season on WVUsports.com. Straight from the university. This is a university website. The first thing you see when you click on roster is the team picture. You can recognize everyone. Lots of familiar faces, most of which I've talked about throughout the offseason and preseason on this podcast. Except for one guy, left side, number 32. His name's not listed below. He doesn't have a biography. Go to cbssports.com. Go to Twitter. (laughs) No, don't go to Twitter. Go to bluegoldnews.com. Go to 24-7 Sports. Go to any, go to Google. Check the 2020-21 roster according to Google. No number 32. So let's narrow this down. Is it Ethan Richardson, the guy that didn't make it on campus before last season? I looked up Ethan's picture. This number 32 is not Ethan Richardson. He did not sneak on the team. Is it a ghost player? Is there a picture of a basketball ghost <laughs> in the in the team picture for 2019-2020? Here's the problem with that. I know there's a shadow behind number 32. And my understanding of ghosts, if they don't cast a shadow or that they do not cast a shadow. So let's scratch off ghost as an idea. Then I found something on the internet from my guest today, Cody Nesper, at wvsportsnow.com. It's Jay Moore. Jay Moore is a walk-on, six foot five from Beckley. I don't know why he's flying under the radar here. It's not uncommon to have more than one walk-on, but he's not represented for whatever reason. Maybe we'll find out in the near future. But he's in the team picture. 
So he doesn't get a player profile because nobody's recognizing him as on the team, except he's on the, he's in the picture. All right. Now a final official player profile, six foot 11, Cinny Njai from Huntington Prep via Senegal. Checked out his YouTube clips. Lots of rebounds, lots of dunks. He's 6'11", lots of blocks, and a surprising 15-footer. I don't know how much we're going to see of Cinny this season, but Huggins in the recent press conference said he just threw out this possibility that Cinny, nobody loses eligibility this year. You could redshirt Cinny next year and have his first season in 2022. I don't know if he's going to follow through with that, but if he said it, it means he's thinking about it, right? But for this season, no one losing eligibility. He may join Spencer Mackey, Jay Moore, if he's officially on the team, Taj Thweet. We may have a blowout unit. It could be these four, and let's throw out Kedry and Johnson. These could be the blowout boys. Boys with a Z? Who knows? But don't know how much we're going to see of Cinny. I'm excited for Cinny Njai. We'll see how much he plays in the future. Anyways, that's all the 2019-2020 player profiles. This week, two weeks out. What? We're less than two weeks out before the first game. And I'm knocking on wood here. Two West Virginia basketball previews with people that cover and write about WVU sports. On the episode today, preseason episode five, Cody Nesper joins the show. He does a great job covering WVU sports for West Virginia Sports Now. Here's my interview with Cody Nesper. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. We are living in a pandemic, and in a pandemic, you need to wear a mask. And if you work somewhere or go to school somewhere, wouldn't it be nice to have your team logo or your company logo on your mask that you're wearing every day? Dyer Prime can help you with that. They got so many masks, and they can put your logo on their mask. Don't have a logo? They'll help you create a logo. Call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at DyerPrime. All right, Cody Nesper, welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you, Cody. Um, You cover WVU Sports for WV Sports Now. What got you on the path to sports journalism? Well, so I had never, all throughout high school, I had never even thought about journalism. I like writing was one of my least favorite things in high school. In my first day of undergrad, um, I did my undergrad at Slippery Rock University in Pennsylvania. My first day of undergrad, I got an email from the student newspaper that was like, hey, we're looking for sports writers. 
and I was in that sort of freshman mindset of I have to join every club on campus. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of took a shot in the dark. And the first sporting event I ever covered was cross country at eight in the morning in the pour down like sleet. <laughs> and despite that, I had the time of my life. I absolutely fell in love with it right there. And so I just kept doing it. Um, and then when I graduated from Slipper Rock, I went to WVU to get my master's, which I just finished. Congratulations. And, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. And then um, just kind of, uh, you know, right, right place, right time, the opportunity opened up for me at West Virginia Sports Now to get credentialed for uh, WVU football and basketball, which is, you know, obviously pretty big time. Um, and I just got really lucky, and I lucked out into that. I've been doing that for this will be my second year now. Fantastic. I wonder what event would have been the first event that would have told you sports journalism is not for you. Like you love the cross country thing. <laughs> That's it, what would have had to been to, to, to detour your path. Honestly, I think I've thought about that a lot. I, I think if I had gotten spoiled with like a football game or something, then everything else would have been like subpar. But right. Because I started out, you know, Cross country, not that cross country is a, I mean, it's a little bit of a boring spectator sport. But, right. But because I started, you know, so low down the totem pole, everything was exciting for me. You know, Every, it's all up from here. Right. Right. That's um, fantastic. Yeah. So part of sports journalism is the press conference. I hear your voice uh, on Neil Brown press conferences as well as Bob Huggins, specifically Huggins. Are you. Is there any kind of nervous, and it doesn't sound like it when I hear your voice, but are you nervous when you ask Bob Huggins a question? Every time. Every <laughs> time, Josh. That's, so here's a funny story. Yeah, I got a couple funny stories. Okay. The, okay. the first uh, time I saw Huggins in person was the preseason presser last year, and it, it was that was my first time. But then you have, like, all the other guys who've been covering the team for, like, 30 years, mm-hmm. and Huggins just kind of walked in, and he's like, oh, hey, Justin. Hey, Bob, how's everybody doing today? And he like, like, I'm not even there. Like, I'm invisible. And so my blood's running cold. I'm like, I'm, I'm not asking a question in this. I can't. Right. And then um, during the season last year, I actually, um, I want to say it was right when Big 12 play started. I really, you know, I've been asking Huggins questions in the pressers, and I wasn't really getting good answers. And I just, I was getting kind of frustrated. I was like, am I asking bad questions? Am I asking the wrong kinds of questions? So I actually just took a break from asking questions for five games in a row. I just told myself, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to listen. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to listen to what the other guys ask and see what, you know, what does Huggins respond well to? And that was maybe like the just dumb luck on my part, but it was maybe the best thing I ever could have done like professionally for myself. Interesting. Because I just, um, you know, guys like Justin Jackson, Bob Herzl, Mike Kazaza, phenomenal journalists and i just sat in i listened to them more than i listened to huggins answers and i just took notes on okay how do you know what kinds of questions are they asking how are they asking it what answers are they looking for and then i turn around and i read their stories and i'm looking at all right how did they use the quotes from the questions they answered right oh i mean and that has to be nerve-wracking because huggins lets you know if you're, he will give you the bad answer if he if he's not peaked if yep. his curiosity isn't peaked. Yeah, I can Absolutely. totally. That makes total sense how you handled that. All right, Cody. Now here's a scenario or a comparison that I have that I want you to give credence to or say 
you're on the wrong path. So going into the 2009-10 season, WVU lost a starting guard in Alex Rudolph, but brought most of the team back from a 10-8 and record in Big East Conference and looking forward to sophomore years from talented freshmen like E-Banks, Kevin Jones, Truck Bryant. Okay? We're going into this season. West Virginia lost a starting contributing guard in Jermaine Haley, brings most of the scoring back from a team that uh, was 500 in conference. Second year, looking forward to Deuce McBride and Oscar Shebway. Is it fair to compare this year's team to the 2009-2010 WVU team? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Because I think for you know any of the not blue but blue blood basketball teams, the really good seasons are the ones where you just kind of get lucky with the right combination of talent and experience. And I think um, that nine ten roster definitely had it. That was uh, Deshaun was a senior, and you mentioned Ebanks, Truck Bryant, Kevin Jones. Um, and then you look at this year's and you see, okay, Derek's a junior, Emmett's a junior, you know, you got Oscar in his second year, Deuce McBride's in his second year, you look at a guy like Isaiah Cottrell, what could he do? And I, I would say it's hard to not get excited. Um, it's hard to for me, though, to be like, oh, this is a Final Four team, you know, lock. Sure. And the only, the only thing that gives me pause is how bad they were on the road last year. And you think, you think that experience fixes that, um, but we don't know until they actually play games if that's going to be fixed or not. Sure. That, I mean, a sign of a good team is winning on the road in conference. And last year they lost to Kansas State in Manhattan, uh, lost to Texas, lost to Texas Tech. I mean, some of the good teams they lost to, but, you know, a rough loss to Kansas State sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and again, 500 in the conference. So... I just think that's an interesting comparison. I'm not putting Final Four expectations on this team. Just a lot of similarities for this year compared to to the Final Four team going into the season. Um, So speaking of guys who were on the team last year, coming back this year, who do you think, Cody, will make the biggest statistical jump from last season to this season? The biggest statistical jump? I would put money on either Sean McNeil or Tash Sherman, whichever one plays the most minutes. Um, I like you know, like everybody. I think Oscar's going to have a big year, and I think Deuce is going to have a big year. But are there? I don't think their numbers will jump as much as someone like Sean or Taz as well, just because they didn't have very good years last year. You know what I mean? Right. Right. First year um, from it, a junior college transfer. Huggins has a history of the junior college guards second year being way better than their first. I mean, Jay, Jay Sean Page, Tariq Phillip, uh, even somebody, I mean, those kind of guys, year one to year two, you can see a big difference. Even the 2010 team, you had uh, Casey Jennings, that was his first year, but his second year, big jump. So I agree with that. It's going to be interesting. Who's going to get more minutes, Taz or Sean McNeil, if you had to guess today? It's tough because um, I think I like them both a lot. I think Sean's a, might be a little bit better at defense. At least he looked like it last year. 
but I Taz might have the better scoring upside. You know, my my gut says Taz, just because really just because of the Baylor game last year where he mm-hmm. went off for twenty uh, something points, even though it was a blowout. My gut says Taz, but like I said, I, I like them both. I I could see both of them having very nice seasons. And Huggins is is talking both of them up uh, in mm-hmm. in the preseason. Um, so speaking of guys, uh, you know, if they play in two weeks in South Dakota, here's my guess for the starting five, and you give me yours. I, my guess is McCabe, uh, Deuce McBride, Emmett Matthews Jr., Oscar Sheebway, and Derek Culver. Who do you think will be the starting five in the first game? Uh, I would I would go Deuce, McNeil, Emmett, uh, Derek, and Oscar. So McCabe out of the starting five. I think so. Um, I think the only reason, and I like Jordan. He he had a rough offensive year. I like Jordan's game. Um, you know, when you listen to him, he's a very intelligent basketball player, um, hard worker. You know, all the things that Huggins love. But I think the only reason that Deuce wasn't starting at the end of last year was because there wasn't a lot of other offense on the bench. Um, you think I, I who McNeil and Sherman would be the next two best bench scorers, and they did didn't have great offensive years. Um, but this year, uh, I see a lot more offense on the bench. Uh, whichever one of um, Sean and Taz doesn't start. Jalen Bridges, who is supposed to be a monster this year. Um, and then even a guy like Isaiah Cottrell. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people uh, are putting somewhat lofty expectations on, but by all accounts, he seems very good. So, yeah, that's that's why I would put Deuce in there. That's it. And so Deuce as the starting point, I can mm-hmm. picture McCabe and Deuce playing together some, but McCabe taking more of a backup point guard role. Uh, to guide, I guess, either the second unit or a mix of, of who Huggins wants in there based on matchups. Yeah, and that's um, – it, the problem is they don't have a ton of ball handlers this year. It's really just uh, McBride, McCabe, and Kedrian Johnson, another Juco guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year they had Jermaine who could play it, and who played it quite well when he was sure. actually there. Uh, Napper, um, and then McBride and – McCabe, but this year it's, it's it's really only those three guys, and so I, I and I've seen other people like you say that um, McBride and McCabe will play together. I don't see that only because they don't have a ton of ball handlers this season. Gotcha, sure. All right, um, more rapid fire questions here, Cody. Um, I, let's play over and under. I've got five of them. Twenty-seven games on the schedule. Under or over, West Virginia plays 23 and a half games this season. Oh. Um, I take the over. It's, it's, and and, but we're not doctors. I mean, it's just a guess, but all signs right now point to you have multiple teams uh, doing their 14 day quarantine before we've even got started. No real bubble environment for the season. I'm I'm concerned about the season as a whole, but uh, I'd be surprised if they get 27. But we'll take the over on 23 and a half. Yeah, I just think it's if 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 non-conference doesn't get wiped out, which you know there's been whispers that it might. Mm-hmm. 
I just and I'm a, I'm a little pessimistic money in it for them to wipe games off the schedule. And they're talking about you know six seven. Eight. I think we're going to see teams this year play with six seven eight guys. It's going to be a unique season, um, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, over or under, ten and a half players that play in the first game versus Texas A and M. Oh, big time over. That's I think uh, all three of those in South Dakota. Huggins is going to throw everything at the wall and just see what sticks. All right. You know, and there's and there's there's really no reason not to. All right, over or under. Spencer Mackey played seven games last year. Seven games last year. Over or under five and a half games that Spencer Mackey plays this season. Uh, I take the under. <laughs> Breaks my heart, but I take the under. Just because I think the Big 12's going to be really good this year, so I don't see him blowing out too many people. All right. Over or under four and a half. West Virginia's seed in the Big 12 tournament. Um, so o- over would be a higher seed. Over would be a like a three, two, or one. Okay, I, t- I take the over. Um, I, you know, I'm not as high on Oklahoma State as some people are. Um, but I do think can I? I think Baylor's the team to beat, and then I, I always kind of believe in Kansas. Um, but I, I could see West Virginia being better than a four seed. Great. I'm excited about that. And then final over-under, assuming they play 27 games, 18.5 wins for WVU this season. Um, I'd take the over. I'd take the over on that. Would they, they won 20 games last year. Yeah, so less games this year. They won, what did they win, 21 games last year? Yeah, but like you said, like you mentioned a couple times, they went 500 in conference. I don't see them going 500 in conference this year, um, and so you know I, I see. And their their non conference schedule is decently easy, um, so I can see 20 wins even with only 27 games. Oh man, it's uh, barring anything weird, we're gonna have basketball in two weeks, and I'm excited for it. More excited after this conversation. Cody Nesper, thank you for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Josh, thanks for having me. Big thanks to Cody for joining me on this episode. You can follow Cody Nesper on Twitter at Cody Nesper, C-O-D-Y-N-E-S-P-O-R. You can read his work at West Virginia Sports Now at WVSportsNow.com on Twitter at WVSportsNow. But just follow Cody on Twitter. He puts out links to his work. One more preview coming this week and then basketball. Maybe? That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcast, Castbox, wherever you listen, subscribe to the podcast. That helps this podcast, I think. If you're feeling froggy, write a review. Rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, which will be soon, I'm Josh Wid. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're zero and zero. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 